How you doing there, Jeff? Hey, doing well, Cowboy Andy. Good to see you. Well, I was down in Santa Maria, and, and I've been noticing all these fancy cars are all in here for the weekend. There's a lot of traffic. Oh, man. I love the car show in Santa Maria. Yeah, I, I'm so confused. I mean, they have the little small wheels, and then they have that small steering wheel. I just don't know how, how do they turn. Well, it's it's tight turns, Andy. Tight turns. All right. The I saw this car. It looked just like the Batmobile, but it was a lowrider Batmobile. Mm, I bet he can get places when he needs to. Yeah, and they, they call it the Coche Marcialago. Oh, Batmobile. Yes, and I, I think they're going to be fighting a lot of crime there in the valley. I hope I hope they take care of business. How was the beer to Reno, Andy? Well, where were you, Jeff? I, I really needed some support that night. I'm sorry. I, I got all tied up with my car. My car couldn't get into park, and, and then it couldn't get into drive. And It's an electronic problem, and they said it's too complicated for me to just lift the hood and fix it. And I thought, oh, help me, Lord. This car needs a seasoned professional, and I'm just not the man. Didn't you have that same problem last month? No, that was, well, that was another electronic thing. That was my my stove wouldn't stove up to the right temperature. I undercooked some biscuits, and that went over poorly. I undercooked some chicken, and let's not add to the picture that you're probably forming in your mind. It was a great time. We missed you, but it was it was a good time. We uh, they had a dinner before, and and they gave they had a glove, and they gave me three huge beef ribs. I've never seen beef ribs that big. Oh man! Oh, the last Sunday, I would have loved to have some of them uh, Santa Maria beef ribs. They had some comedic announcers, one with a really really deep voice. I kind of liked him, and then they have another heavy set fellow that. You know, had a higher voice, and but a lot of comedic banter. I like them squeaky, kind of heavy dudes. But unfortunately, Cowboy Jeff, I felt fell short of the victory trophy, and I'm feeling a little shame right now. You mean that your Beretorino process or competition didn't go your way? I don't think I juiced enough. Not enough steroids and not enough vitamin B, I think, was the, the key. These guys... I mean, I couldn't even measure. I think I was about a half inch, but see, some of these guys had an inch. They're big men. They got a big beard, and that's what you got up against. I knew that. And I, I certainly it was not qualifying for the blackest. Mm-mm. No, I don't see that. And I'm certainly not qualified for the whitest. No, that's more my speed. Yeah, I know. I know. We got to get you in the next year. And then uh, the overall... Uh, I certainly wasn't in the overall, but I met this met this man, John Chank, and he said that he is from three generations of bearders. What a what a seasoned man! His grandfather was a bearder, his dad was a bearder, and then now he's a bearder. And the last time he he won overall, or the one thing that John ha- had that was so smart is they gave us all a number, like the rodeo riders. And you always had to turn around. But John was very smart because he put his number on his front. So he never had to turn around and he always looked cool. The rest of us looked like we were in a perp line putting our hands against the wall. And there was a lot of jokes about that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I imagine. So John John kind of knew what he was doing. Yeah, I guess three generations, that'll teach you. Well, how'd you do with the red category? I mean, you're a little bit of a salt and chili pepper, if you know what I mean. I thought I was in contention, but unfortunately I fell short. That's that's a shame. You, you got some style there, son. I was also up for the the best attempt, but then I found out that was kind of the consolation prize. Oh, tell me, who did win the consolation? Well, they gave it to a really nice gentleman uh, in his 80s, and and he it took a lot of effort. He got up and down on that stage and had a good kind of kind of straggly little white beard, and and I, I I think he was really a deserving winner. Consolation is deserved when you hit what'd you say 80? 80, 80 you yeah. Okay. You got to give it. Those guys have put in the time. So I didn't have any objections to that. Uh, Beard Arena, well, like they say, there's always next year. And also, this was the first year they had a woman's category, Jeff. Oh, well, uh, gosh, do I want to (laughs) hear? Well, they had two different categories for the women. They had the upper lift mustache, and then they had the lower back mustache. I guess, uh, I guess when you've seen the lower back, uh, it stays in your memory like in mine. And the winner, her name was Yesenia Ramos, and she had a beautiful lower back tattoo to complement that little shade of hair. There's a look. There's a look. And when a woman's got it, well, give her a prize. It's nice to see women competing in traditionally male sports. I guess that's what feminism and today's culture needs more more of. I mean, I would like to imagine that there's a woman who's got that kind of a back. Oh, stop me before I go on any further. I was looking. They have a bunch of officers uh, in the Elks. I'm learning about the Elks because, I mean, we're trying to get some gigs, and these are the country fans in the Valley. And I reached I reached out to the exalted ruler. He was looking real dapper in his red vest, and and uh, he, he, he talked to me a little bit, but he had a lot of people to visit. Wait a minute. Now, there's one thing that comes to mind. What about El Chapo de Cosmelia? What was his story? He came in, I mean, you talked to him last week, and he was looking pretty good. He was looking pretty macho. He came in with his posse, and but he was wearing like a bandana, and I was a little suspicious. And it turns out that he developed a severe case of alopecia. No, oh, that's going to cut into your success rate in the beard competition. Yeah, and... I made a I made a little bit of an error. I mean, oh. I was feeling kind of competitive and cocky at that point. Oh, what'd you do? And I, I started making jokes, and I, I said, I said, where's your fast car from Fast and the Furious? Oh, what he said? He said what? Well, he didn't say much, but his wife, her calamari, she started walking slowly toward the stage and she did not have a good look in her eyes no i don't think she would you you made fun of her husband calamari's husband and and what happened and she and she she started storming man you could see that fire in her eyes and she was holding her hand up ready to slap the bejesus out of me i put my hands behind my back you're a man you don't want to try to fight a woman even van diesel in fast and furious wouldn't fight a woman what happened 
Well, the the announcer intervened with his uh, wide girth, so so unfortunately, I was spared the slap. Oh, good God, that's a close one. Man, the machos too. They were they were blowing off a lot of steam, and there was a lot of smack talk. So I try to stay out of it. I try to keep above the fray. Well, that's what I would call a graceful. Uh, second or third or whatever you were 13th place i'm not sure it doesn't much matter you can't let a woman slap you on stage in a beard contest that would be real embarrassing in front of the the elite of santa maria in this esteemed service club you can't really say enough good about the elks and all the things that i mean from the beef ribs to the beard arena and patriotism uh memorial day is coming up and and we have to remember those veterans. You know, this is the thing. Memorial Day is for those veterans that didn't make it back to the United States. And we'd like to remember them kindly and with our, our heartfelt gratitude. Uh, not any joking here. The Memorial Day is a holiday that all of us ought to, you know, take a moment and be grateful for. And, well, give thanks inside if, if you don't happen to be able to shake hands with those that maybe actually did pass on i i'm sorry jeff i i really i'm hanging my head in shame because i fell short and i i i feel like i let you down and and i tried uh but you know a beer dorito contest happens every year andy there's always next year well you know andy i think that self-help you know is what encourages us to do better things and self-pity encourages us to do needless things. You know, we don't need to be self-pity. And I think what I am in favor of is, well, I call it self-sympathy. You do your best and you say, I was up against a tough group. I was up against a fierce competitive crowd. And I didn't let a woman slap me in the face. Yeah, just like Ronald Reagan said, the, the harder the task, the more glorious the victory. Well, I can agree with that. It's good to see you this week. All right, Jeff, I'll, I'll see you next week. Cowboy Andy, you have a great week too, all right? Hello, you've reached another episode of the Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. Today, we have Jonna Clark McGuire. Media Director for the Elks Rodeo. It should be a very interesting discussion. So stay tuned. I am here today with Jonna Clark McGuire. She is the Media Director of the Elks Rodeo, which is coming up next weekend. Good afternoon, Jonna. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, I have been going to the mini rodeo um, for 20 years with the third graders. And boy, those that mutton busting and the barrel racers. <laughs> and, and I saw on the website that it's coming back next year. Those are the plans. And so, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. We have definitely missed our third graders in the stands. There's nothing more magical. I, I, my favorite moment of rodeo, truly, is the sky diver coming down right the flag god bless the usa and to see you know thousands of third graders waving their flag and stomping their feet it brings a tear to my eye every time i just think that we need um to bring people together and 
people don't know about the rodeo. And, and so I thought it was so valuable to expose kids to that. And so they will grow up their whole lives knowing it and supporting it. So it was such a good strategy. I love it. It really is. It was something that uh, Clarence Minetti began, you know, back in the 90s. And it, it really is. It's their first experience. And it's the tra- tradition here on the Central Coast of ranching and, you know, what that is and a rodeo. So it's, it's, it is a very important lesson for the kids to learn. Yeah, and I remember those days with Clarence Mededdy, just a fixture over there at the Far Western, and he was always in the front, and <laughs> such an important and charismatic leader. Absolutely, yes. The rodeo, you know, still today, real, a lot of, of what we do and have been so successful is because of Clarence Minetti. Wow, and the volunteering of the Elks Club. Absolutely. We could not do it without those amazing volunteers, over 500 of them to put, put this event on. How's the weather looking? Is it going to be windy? You know, I, I, we don't even, we don't even talk about that. <laughs> it's going to be perfect. How was that? <laughs> I was over at the, uh, I was over at the Elks office. I entered the Beard Arena. And, oh yes. And they had pictures up there, and it's just people just windswept oh, fences and absolutely. Uh, you yeah, know, always yeah. bring a jacket for sure. When you're in Santa Maria, it's always good to have a jacket with you. Well, how long have you been involved with the radio? Rodeo. This is actually my 10th year. So uh, I got I came in at the 70th and now we're celebrating our 80th. So yeah, it's been 10 years. And you said that the rodeo was uh, having some difficulty like during the recession period and there was a lot of regrouping to kind of reformat maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 10 years ago, we had a lot of rebuilding to do, um, you know, um, after Clarence's reign, you know, it was great. And then it, it just, you know, rodeo itself, uh, rodeo was struggling. It was struggling to fill the stands because we just didn't have enough rodeo fans out there. And so most of these rodeos, you know, there's over 700 PRCA rodeos nationwide, but um, th- they were struggling. They could not see- figure out how to fill the stands um, because they were really just focusing on rodeo fans. And so uh, we really went to work and r- completely rebuilt the rodeo um, and really focused on family entertainment. Uh, Santa Maria Elks Rodeo is an amazing rodeo, but it's so much more than rodeo. And how did you do that? What steps did you take to really improve the family entertainment value? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the moment that you step in, right, on the midway, there's Camp Buckaroo for the kids. There's huge bounce houses. There's wine bars. There's shopping. There's, you know, the dance, you know, pre-rodeo concerts before. Um, we have dance hall after. There's just something for everyone. And then even if you don't understand rodeo, there's things, um, you know, like our Flying Cowboys grand finale motorcycle stunt show and you know our specialty acts and you know we give away diamonds in the in the arena every night and you know women are chasing other women I mean that's that's just entertainment how do, can you describe that a little bit more? Yeah, so we actually that. do a diamond a diamond giveaway, uh, and it, so it's it always depends. Our uh, PRCA rodeo announcer Matt Merritt. You know, he always gets to figure out how, who is, who's going to be. Is it going to be the women against the women? Is it going to be the men against the men? But he'll call out a group and, and, and they will chase. Uh, I don't want to give it all away, but they'll be chasing for a diamond. And uh, the, the one that gets it takes it home. <laughs> well, that is family entertainment. Right, exactly. Now, uh, so this features six PRCA events. Uh, 
the bull riding, uh, the tie down roping, steer wrestling, saddle bronc riding, team roping, bareback riding, and with the women, uh, the WPRA, they have the barrel racing and the breakaway roping. Correct. Now, uh, what is breakaway roping? I'm I'm not familiar. It has that word break in it and away and yeah. Is this safe? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I mean, it's the same concept, right? You're you're breaking. I mean, you're what do you mean you're by roping. Breaking? Oh, you rope. Yeah. Okay. So when you know, it's the same thing. It's a timed event. Um, you know, the the steer. Uh, leaves and and then you're going to chase and you're going to go ahead and rope it and then the the rope is actually what breaks away so where team roping you have to get off and you have to tie up right you've got to tie and and make sure the animal stays there's none of that so in the junior breakaway and the the ladies breakaway the it's all about roping but then the broke the rope will actually break away and there's a junior division of this as well. There is, yeah. So we're so excited because, you know, it's about bringing the kids in and giving them this experience. And, you know, the earlier that we can get them started um, to find their passion, you know, for those. We, and then we're so blessed to have amazing high school, you know, Alan Hancock and then on to Cal Poly Rodeo. So we start them young. You know, like you said, mutton busting is probably the first <laughs> <laughs> their first look at at rodeo for the kids and and so these this is also maybe an effort to compensate because we didn't have the mini rodeo with these uh, juniors would be normally competing in the mini rodeo. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we usually had them in the mini rodeo and we haven't had that of course since COVID. So we are trying to find them opportunities. Yeah. Now, um, maybe you could talk about some of the women that are in town uh, for next weekend. Yeah, actually, we just got our roster. I was saying it's literally hot off the press. Uh, we got it just a couple of hours ago, and so we're so excited. We actually have 295 contestants coming in. Oh, my gosh. That's a huge roster, so that's exciting. You know, uh, people really love, not just the uh, spectators love to come to Santa Maria, but so do the contestants, and that's really important to us. Um, you know, Santa Maria hospitality that's that's what it's it's all about but it's also about them earning money so um we actually have five of the top 10 uh in the current standings right now in the women will be competing in santa maria this weekend five of the top 10 in the world yes and current our former world champion nelly miller will also be there so yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fast and exciting for sure now uh you you mentioned that for these athletes that the uh, points they're they're looking for points for qualification in the nat- in the nationals yeah it's actually their earnings right everything is about how much money and uh, how many how much money they're earning um, while we're winning at different rodeos and all of their earnings accumulate and then the top 15 in earnings for each of the events um, they're the ones that move on to the national finals rodeo in Las Vegas in December. Oh, and that's what what it's all about. It's that's to get it. to that's Las the Vegas. world championship. Yep. Now there are, are there other women to you said that mentioned the barrel racing. Are there other women to look for this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you know, really, we have a huge roster um, in the barrel racing, and a lot of them are also competing in the the ladies breakaway. So, it, we've we've got we've got women. <laughs> We've and local, and, yes. and there's some local contestants. We do. It's really exciting to see. I mean, you know, um, we've got 
uh, Rafoni, you know, she's right, grown up here. Family. And so, yeah. Uh-huh. So, and it's like, wow, it's, it's so amazing when you see them, you know, it, come up through the ranks and then you see their name on the roster. You're like, oh my gosh, I guess she really is old enough to be, you know, competing that at that level. Now, some of the other, uh, I was looking at some of the highlights from last year. It's, it looks like the, the winners, like in the bulls, they were getting around $5,000. A lot of the awards are as high as 2,500, uh, down to a thousand. Is that kind of a similar, uh, ballpark for the prize money this year? Yeah, I, I think that the, the prize money is about the same. We're a medium sized rodeo. So, you know, obviously, uh, there's, there's bigger rodeos. Um, and we were just, uh, so the way that happens is that some people think that you start on Thursday and then you make it to the finals on Sunday, but that's really not the way the rodeo um, works. It actually is a day-by-day event, and so these contestants can travel to two or maybe three rodeos in a weekend because, again, their goal is to accumulate earnings and as much money as you can get in a weekend, right, goes towards those earnings. So it's very strategic um, the way that they map out their rodeos to make sure that they have the opportunity to to score, meaning, you know, earn as much money as possible. And to develop the prizes, they... I guess they budget as far as sponsorship. We have some big sponsors and then I guess admission and other revenue. So they decide, well, how much can we allocate after our expenses? For yeah, the absolutely. Money? I mean, there's a certain, you know, minimum amount for being a PRCA rodeo. And then, of course, we do all of our best. And then, you know, on top of the prize money, you know, for the winners, we, we do shotguns and yetis. And, you know, we try to do a lot of things. Again, we, we need to make sure the contestants want to come back to Santa Maria. Yes, you got to treat your talent well. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, to the in the bareback riding, uh, last year, uh, it, uh, 2019 world champion Clayton Bigelow won, um, won in California for the sixth time in 2022. It was a 87-point ride on Flying U's Rodeo's Cat Collar. And you inform me that... Uh, that um, Clayton is back. He is back. He is going to be on our first uh, performance Thursday night. He'll be there opening night, and we're super excited. And he's currently standing fifth um, in the standings right now, so he is definitely a contender. We also have kind of a a, a, a newbie to Santa Maria. Uh, we've got Rocker Steiner. He's kind of the rock star right now um, in in bareback riding uh he's not your traditional cowboy he's kind of the rock and roll of cowboy is he, the bad boy? he is the bad boy and he's sta- he's in fourth right now so it's going to be uh it's going to be a great night of in in bareback riding um but nothing like sunday well let's before we get to that yeah. uh okay so steer wrestling um we you had talked about we do have a world champion here in santa maria he's He's retired, but it was just nice to that he has a fan page and to oh, have that yeah. local rodeo tradition. Yeah, Lou Branchino and the whole Branchino family have been just, you know, instrumental in and such a friend to Santa Maria Elks Rodeo. And we, we just really appreciate they've done so much for rodeo in this whole area for Alan Hancock and Cal Poly Rodeo. Um, and, yeah, now he's he's a five-time world champion, but, but you know, retired, good for him, and, you know, focusing on and he's got he's got boys that are are you know coming up and uh we got to see i 
I believe it was a couple years ago. One of his his little ones were in mutton busting, and that was really special. wasn't there a pro football player that was here last year that was doing steer wrestling? Bear Pasco is he coming back? Yeah, he is here from Morro Bay, and he will be back. Yeah, he used to play with the 49ers, and he he will be back. Um, actually, on Friday night, competing with us. I was looking at your rodeo queen video and it was john madden was presenting the crowd so <laughs> that, that was a that was a tradition yes a couple a, a minute a or two ago <laughs> uh okay team roping the winners last year were jeff flinnikin and jake minor and you told me that they are going to be back this they year. they are going to be back that's what we love to see we love to see you know again um our contestants Make a point uh, to be sh- be here for for Santa Maria. It's really interesting, you know. Cowboy Channel um, will be will be live streaming our event again this year, and uh, it's just really special. We are uh, an amazingly one of their between Wrangler and Cowboy Channel, one of their largest international live streaming audiences comes out of Santa Maria. Why do you think that is? Yeah, you know, I think if you watch our rodeo, especially. Um, the opening of our rodeo, I, I don't know that anybody does it more patriotic. There is something really, really special, especially in a world of chaos and conflict. You know, there's there's something so refreshing about the, the patriotism um, and just the love of America when it comes to rodeo. And I think it really does just appeal to people. Well, I talk a lot about on the podcast about Santa Maria is such a unique area, small town. It's got geographically defined boundaries. It's it's a little it's a little it's a, still a little city and and just um, and I, I, I do agree with you. I think people are feeling kind of nostalgic mm-hmm. in, you know, as, as we have gone through, you know, all of our challenges over the last few years. So it's just nice to have the rodeo back. It is. And, you know, it's been a wonderful, um, you know, the, the growth in rodeo, especially over the last 10 years, we, you know, became one of the fastest growing rodeos in the mm-hmm. nation. And we talked about the live stream. But, you know, it's really just helped our tourism, you know, just a bump in our economy um, for the whole century. Central Coast. You know, Santa, Santa Maria Rodeo used to be just Santa Maria, and now it's really not. You know, it's really a Central Coast tradition. It's regional, yeah. Absolutely. You were talking about uh, Sunday, so, and you said it was the right day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, I know everybody, everybody loves to be at Rodeo on Friday and Saturday, and, you know, there's no more fun place to be. Um, then out rodeo on, on on Friday and Saturday, especially Thursday night. Of course, is family night, so we love the kids to come out that night. You know, twelve and under are free. But let me tell you about Sunday this year. Uh, the right family. So if you follow rodeo, this is it's like it's like rodeo royalty. Uh, it's the right family out of Utah. I don't know what they eat for breakfast. I don't know what they do on their ranch. But I'm telling you, we're gonna have six of the rights competing on Sunday um, and in Santa Maria. And that is, it just doesn't get better than that. You know, Stetson Wright, he's um, number one in all around right now. He's number two in bull riding, number two in saddle bronc. Uh, and then there's going to be, I believe, five of the rights going head to head for saddle bronc, going against each other on Sunday. That's like the Williams sisters of rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> but a lot is, more of them. 
<laughs> right. I just can't imagine uh, <laughs> my delicate friend. I think I would get injured. <laughs> They're braver than yeah. me. Well, can you tell me about the bull riders this year? Everyone uh, really enjoys that bull riding, and boy, that looks dangerous, but boy, that puts on quite a show. You know, there, there's a reason why we, we keep bull riding for last, right? It's the last um, event for us right before our big grand finale, and yeah, the bull riding, we were so excited because, um, you know, you, you, we never know who's going to be coming. And, and sometimes, you know, in past, we've only had like two bull riders or whatever. But we have a completely full roster. There will be about uh, average of 10, 9 to 11 bull riders for every performance. And again, wow, that's more than I've seen. Yeah, I, it's a lot. That's more than I think we that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, in Santa Maria. So. Wow, we were super excited for that. And and then, you know, of course, to have Stetson, who's number two. We also have Shane Proctor, who is a former world champion. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see some, some exciting rides for sure in Santa Maria. But, yep, it's all about, it's all about, uh, I think it's, we're going to keep our eyes on the rides. Oh, well, the, that's the, those are the people to watch for this weekend. Yeah, well, next Sunday for sure, Yeah. <laughs> So what about the other, I noticed there's entertainment. I was looking at some of the pre-concert uh, bands. Uh, there's uh, band Kids Got Talent on the so, Central yeah, Coast. So yeah, actually uh, Thursday night, our opening night again, it's family night. It's our Golden Circle of Champion night where we bring in all of our uh, families that are battling pediatric cancer. Um, it's our, our charity of choice. So Thursday opening night is very special to us. And so it's very kid focused. And we, uh, this past weekend, we had our preliminary round for Central Coast Kids Got Talent. And we're so excited to present the 15 finalists that will be competing. Um, we've broken down in age categories. They'll be wearing, winning cash prizes and scholarships. Um, thank you to Seslock. We've just got some amazing sponsors. And what a great opportunity opportunity for these kids to you know to show what they love to do they may not they may not ride horses they may not ride bulls but um they've got some amazing talent so that's our pre-rodeo concert on thursday night um so we encourage everybody to come out not only will there be judges but uh, there, there's always a fan choice award as well so come out and choose your favorite what does the grand finale look like after the bull riding? Oh, yeah. So our grand finale each night is our motorcycle stunt show. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's um, it is breathtaking. It's literally, you know, uh, motorcycles doing flips and and different, you know, letting go. And it's it's kind of a crazy crazy thing but i'm telling you uh if you've never been you don't want to leave early you know that whole thing of like oh let's leave mm, early yeah, and yeah. no you really want to stay for that motorcycle stunt show because it really is such a highlight and you also have entertainment so people just hang out for the the night dances and i noticed a lot of good classic country and yeah. maybe a little little rock and roll in there absolutely and so people dance and kind of Kind of see you each know, other. it's really just it's it's just one giant community block party, 
You know, from the time the gates open, you know, there's so much for everybody. Whether, you know, you're little and, like I said, Camp Buckaroo and then the rodeo and then and then for the adults to stay after rodeo and have the, the you know, dance hall. There's live music before and after the rodeo. There's just, you know, it's just a great time for a community to come together and really celebrate. We really don't have many opportunities to gather like this in a public space right. like on my podcast I was at the strawberry festival at the Banda concert and and you just see people out you see the teenagers and the senior citizens and the children and and we just we're we tend to be a little bit more isolated in these modern times so the rodeo is such a great place to see everyone you maybe you haven't seen all year well and it's and it's a, a time when families come together it's such a tradition 80 years right and so this is something that people have done you know and now they bring their kids and their grandkids and so it's not only something that just the kid for the kids or just for the older you know it's like something that we can all do together as families and all get to to um, really enjoy um, and of course you know it wouldn't be rodeo without our queens um, you know that that's our big night on Friday night now have they had the awards dinner? Have they chosen the queen yet? So what happens is that right now those girls are hustling. They've got one last weekend to earn. Oh, we this have is the last one. Six queen candidates, right, that are earning as much money as they can for their nonprofit organizations. And then uh, it all that money gets turned in Friday morning of rodeo. And then Friday night we will reveal who will be the 2023 and it's all based on the money that they earn for their nonprofit. And then that money goes right back to that nonprofit. What now do they, uh, they select a nonprofit. So actually it's kind of the other way around. I think it's like a nonprofit selects a representative to Mm -hmm. represent them. Mm -hmm. And then that nonprofit um, with all of their volunteers, right? They work, they have been doing fundraiser after fundraiser after fundraiser. And for most of them, this is their biggest fundraiser of the year. Um, you know, it, it's incredible to think. Uh, last year, you know, we had three girls, and um, I believe just those three earned, it, it was in between four and 500000 And the year before that, during uh, our extended COVID period, those teenage girls raised over a million dollars within their queen, you know, candidacy. And so we have six. We have not had six queen candidates in a long time. So we're already over 15 million. I'm I'm excited. I, I think we could hit the 16 million mark, but we'll have to see. So that money goes back to the charity that they select? Exactly. Oh, okay, because yeah. uh, I... I had seen the number of organizations that the Elk supports, and so that's not the Rodeo Queen money. Um, I know they help a lot of other youth organizations, but you said that the Rodeo Queen money is earmarked for the charity that selects them. Correct. Yes. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. So they announced on Friday night, is there a big barbecue dinner to, related to that? Yeah, or is that there's a video? actually, yeah, so so the barbecues <laughs> are everything that they've done to fundraise, so I think they're over oh, barbecues. They're overwhelmed with, that no more, they're like, yeah, oh, no, 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 no more Chinese. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give me sushi. No, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so Friday night, but in the arena, yeah, it gets announced. Oh, it's and announced it's, in it's the arena. It's announced oh, it's in the arena during the performance. And they keep it secret. They like keep an it secret. Absolutely. It's the uh-huh. big reveal. And so it's, a, again, another way that all of these organizations come together, right? All the volunteers that have been helping, you know, during that uh, campaign. 
and yeah, we we all get to come together and we celebrate because there's there's no it's it's not about a winner and a loser, right? Every organization. All of those girls have grown so much and have learned so much during this candidacy. Um, and it's just amazing to see their, their real transformation into, you know, just young, well-spoken, strong women that you know are going to go on and be successful. That's a good skill. I mean, I work with children and, and that uh, getting out there and asking for money, it's, it's really, I mean, I have trouble myself doing it. And, uh, but once you take on something hard and get out of your comfort zone, Really, that's how you grow. Absolutely. And these young women have. We're, we're incredibly proud of them. You had mentioned that there's an event, uh, the Cl Rodeo Clown School. Or I know <laughs> yeah. I might have that wrong, <laughs> no, but I, I just it. like saying Rodeo Clown right. School. Right. Yeah. It's actually our, our, we call it Wrangler University 101 is our media clown school. And that's on Tuesday. Uh, we have a, a ton of pre-rodeo events, but it's a really special event. Matt Merritt, again, our rodeo um announcer and entertainer he comes in and he works with the media and our major sponsors and really takes them through the back scenes of what goes on to put on a rodeo the animal care you know it's like we have doctors on site to make sure that all of our animals are in tip-top shape you know just there, there are nba stars right there are, i mean they've got to be um, in in great shape, and so uh, we go through and, and teach them that. We teach them, you know, what is it what is it like to be in the bucking chute, and what is it like to saddle up, and what's it like to even to be a, uh, you know, those girls that that carry the flags through. That is so much harder than it looks. Oh, those yeah. things are yeah, so yeah. heavy, right? Yes, yes. So we have these different stations, and and everybody gets to go through their the stations and kind of learn, you know, barrel racing. You know, it, it's strategic. It's not like they're just throwing some barrels out in the arena and, uh, and you know, good luck. It, there's a lot that goes on to it. So what is the role of the rodeo clown? Well, you know, it started really as um, a, the bullfighter, right? So he, he really is uh, to help the bullfighters in the arena to, to distract the bull um, if necessary. So... Uh, he's in a barrel, right? And just in case, and if that's and he needs to jump in the barrel, he can. So it, that that was kind of how it started. But um, we're so blessed. We have the top entertainers. So they do. They do. They keep the show going. They're they're you know talking to the crowd. They're keeping them engaged. They're playing games. We you know the diamond giveaway. We've got uh, best seat in the house. We've got our our pony give back where we've got I think it's on Thursday night. All the FFA advisors will be competing and doing these the the pony hop in the arena. Oh, pony <laughs> for, hop. Yeah, like these bouncy pony horses, like not the ones that you were when we were four. These are ginormous pony, pony bouncing ponies. Um, then they'll be racing each other. I mean, what's more entertaining than to see one of your, as a teacher, what's more entertaining than to see your teacher go down in the arena in the dirt? And that's entertainment, right? <laughs> are you talking about, are these stick ponies or real no, ponies? No, they're like real huge oh. bouncing ponies. Oh, bouncing ponies. Yeah, they're bouncing ponies. Oh, and, uh -huh. and we set it up like a, like a barrel race and they've got a, they've got a race. I tell you, the, the dark side of me just really enjoys that mutton busting because, <laughs> man, to see those little kids kind of go down. Right. I know it's all safe, but, uh, I know. but, uh, but uh, there's a few criers out there. <laughs> they, we, yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> and those cute little cowboy outfits. Oh, there. my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, they dress to to the, the nines in that. And it's so fun. So what does your week look like next week as you 
I mean, uh, in, as you go to Thursday. Yeah, you know, we're just so blessed. We have so many amazing people that are coming in as part of Rodeo. So we, we actually start, I mean, besides setting up this weekend, it's already the tents are up and, and we've got a lot of setup to do this weekend. But, um, you know, for me personally, we start our radio and television interviews at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. And, and uh, you know, that that's my big job to to keep, uh, you know, all of our rodeo celebrities and our contestants and keeping the media informed with everything that's been going on. Yeah, I've I looked at what the Santa Maria Times done, and I know they did a little bit on the women, National Women's Day. And so, yes, I'm hoping for a little bit more coverage, uh, you know, as we get more uh, closer to the rodeo yeah. and just it's a sport and I and we 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 cover we are so interested in sports in our society and we know everything but I know nothing about the sport of rodeo so it's nice to have you and and our local media to kind of bring us up to speed and really know a little bit more than just sitting there and having that experience which is great but maybe to look at more of the sports aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And we have Bob Bob Tallman um, and Anthony Lucia, who are, I mean, they really are the top announcers. And they, they do such a great job, you know, explaining about, you know, what's going on and, and you know, kind of giving the insight of, of, you know, who's competing and who's on the rise and, you know, all of that stuff. Because, yeah, it really is, you know. And there's really very few other sports that, you know, it's not just about the, the cowboy, but it's about the the stock, you know, the flying U brings in the, some of the best stock, um, you know, and and it's so your score. I don't know if you know this, Andy. So when you're like bull riding, half of your score is the cowboy, but half of the score is the animal. So it really is the luck of the draw, right? It's a, it depends on how what who the, the animal that you draw w- will determine half of your score. And so you contract the Flying U Rodeo will bring in, uh, do they bring in all the stock? They do. They bring in most. And then, you know, if they have, if they need to bring in some other, because obviously we have 295 contestants. So that's that's a lot lot of contestants. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes they'll, they'll um, use others. But yeah, we've, we've been with Flying U Rodeo, um, Cotton Rosser, who is just a legend. Um, You know, we, he, he passed away this year this will be our first rodeo without cotton but reno has been his son has been uh running the you know running it for the last 10 years but but cotton will be um, incredibly missed where are they based they're at uh, marysville in okay, california so in california, yeah yes uh-huh. right right right, right but uh, that whole roster family they're all cal poly alumni so Wow, yeah. and Cal Poly has such an important rodeo tradition up there. Absolutely, yes. Great. Well, it's so nice to talk to you, Jonna, and I'm just so excited about this rodeo, and I hope that uh, my listeners will be a little bit more informed, and I'm going to go. I have tickets to all three days. And, awesome. And well, looking but forward wait, to, but it's a four-day rodeo. Which one are you missing? Oh, yeah. Well, Thursday I have a performance okay. on Thursday night. I'm <laughs> okay. doing a comedy. So, okay. Well, uh, But great. I will definitely be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Awesome. Well, can I just encourage, if you have a ticket, please get there early because the grandstands will fill up, and so um, you will need a grandstand wristband to get in the grandstands this year, which comes with your ticket, but if you're not there at performance time, that wristband will get forfeited to in, so that we can get as many people in the stands as possible. 
And you said kids are free on Thursday. Thursday night, 12 and, and then, under. And then what is the uh, what is the price for children uh, the other days? $12? Yes, I believe it is $12. Uh, and then $20 yeah. for adults. Right, yeah. Mm. And just be careful. You know, make sure that you're not buying it on third-party sites. There's a lot of people out there selling our $20 ticket for 70 You know, there's there's always some fees, even on our site. I think 20 you know, it comes goes to 25 But, um, yeah, there's no reason to pay 70 for a, a 20 $25 ticket. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. You've reached the end of another Cowboy Jeff and Andy podcast. My special thanks to Jonna Clark McGuire, the media director for the Elks Rodeo. We are on Facebook under Andy Watson and my Gmail is cowboyjeffandandy at gmail.com all lowercase so thank you for joining us and bye bye <laughs>